0: Welcome to the Achieve Success Podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel F. Holmes. Each week I feature ordinary people who have accomplished great things. Tune in to get inspired and receive tips that'll help you reach your goals in business and life as you strive to become the best version of yourself and achieve success. So, um, so tell me a little bit about, um, kind of your, your background, you know, we don't have to go into, you know, the professional background. We kind of talked about that already. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you know, kind of like your childhood growing up, um, you know, wh- where are you from? What was that like?
1: Oh, childhood, childhood. So I was born in, um, Lagos, Nigeria, and I came to the United States when I was about 11 years old. And when I tell you there was... A huge cultural change, you know. Um, I remember me and my brother, first we landed. The first thing we said because we came in January was, like it's Oh my cold. god, it's so cold! I want to go back home. <laughs> like, it's freezing up here, I want to go back home,
0: right? Like,
1: like it was crazy. Now, um, where did you so, guys come
0: into? Like, what was your port of entry? Where did you come into first?
1: We came the when I tell you. I'm a Dermite. I came straight from Lagos, Nigeria to Durham, North Carolina. Are you and I've serious? been in Durham North Carolina since yes. Wow. My yes. okay. Durham. So um my parents that I had nothing to do with with that choice. Um right. I know my dad was here first. My dad was the first. He he went to um um and m in in Texas That's in you. Houston. Right. And then and then he had a job that brought him here um, to um, Durham. And we right. I, I flew to Durham, right. and we were, we were here. So, um, so it's flying to Durham, and then, you know, there is that huge cultural difference that we kind of have to get acclimated to. And then, um, then you know, we grew up in um, First, Garrett Square Apartments. I don't know if folks are familiar with Durham Garrett Square Apartments off of Garrett Road. Hey, that was rough.
0: I know Garrett Square, brother.
1: Yes. I so think we that's grew up in where
0: Square. most of the immigrants go that come to Durham is yes.
1: Garrett Square. So we grew up in Garrett Square, and then my parents bought a house in Dearborn off of Bragtown. Mm. So um, it. It, you know, growing up was, was rough and, you know, you're a proud librarian. I'm a proud Nigerian, you know, back in the nineties, we can't say that, you know, right you know, right. so, so it was, it was tough trying to fit in and, right. and, 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 and then you just kind of have just the, you know, this, the, the neighborhood and whatever that brings in and growing up. So growing up was, was, was rough, mm. you know? Right. Um, I talked to my brother, and we we're like, "Yo, we 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 endured. Just just coming out the neighborhood unscathed. That's that's something itself. That's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but um, we were at, we were latchkey kids too. You know. I tell you, my parents were the hardest working people I know. My dad drove drove a taxi. My mother worked at a nursing home, and we were pretty much latchkey kids. You know. came home we fed ourselves we took and i had i'm the oldest of four boys Mm -hmm. so i took care of my younger brothers too so um growing up was 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 it it was tough um but i honestly now appreciate it because it kind of it made me the person that i am today
0: absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and since you know as you're saying that i'm like man maybe this is all of our story bro because it is. I, I'm telling you, when you talk about latchkey kids, like, that, that was all we knew. You know when we, we went to school, we came home, parents were at work. You know I was mm-hmm. the oldest. I had two younger sisters, so mm-hmm. um, I had to make sure that you know they were taken care of as well. Um, and you know for, for me, I was you say you were 11 when you came, so you were older than I was. I was mm-hmm. um, seven, almost eight, when, okay. when my family came um mm-hmm. so i started out a little bit and when we came we came into new york we came into brooklyn
1: that's cold so talk about cold yeah <laughs>
0: and it was march yeah, that's it, was cool. cold. it was march of 86 when we came brother so talk about cold uh-huh. yeah it, yeah and i mean similar story though you know my, my mom was a nurse mm-hmm. um she she was a nurse till so she retired so you know mm-hmm. i should definitely um uh, you know understand that and um so t- tell me about college. where did you go to school?
1: So I went to school at, um, shout out to St. Aug, St. Augustine's College. I went there for um, a year mm-hmm. and then I transferred to North Carolina Central. I went to St. Aug for a year because I told myself I was trying to get out of Durham. The furthest I could move to Durham was <laughs> Raleigh. <laughs>
0: hey, that's about like... like but that's about, like, everybody from Durham that goes to A&T talking about it going from Durham. You're going to yeah. meet everybody over
1: there. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm tired of Durham. I'm going to stay in Raleigh. Right. And then after, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I missed home. So I, so I came back, and I transferred right. to Central, and I graduated from North Carolina Central.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a proud Eagle as well. Um, okay. So, well, yeah. Um, I, was, I was there 96 to 2000. Um, okay. I didn't graduate because I had this thing about the spring, brother. The springtime come. You know how it is. Them clothes come off. That y'all be, man. So
1: me
0: I, I, I messed around and missed a couple classes here and there. And some people probably
1: don't. Know it's me. never too late though, Nate. Never too late though.
0: Well, and, that's, and that too is another podcast. But um, mm-hmm. for, for everybody that, that went through that process, I, I have um, a special appreciation for it because it definitely takes um, discipline um, and follow through. And, and at my age, that was what, at that age, that was what I didn't have. I mean, I mess around. I well, have an A, I have an A at midterm and mess around, miss six classes. And you know, six is the number, right? You miss six. Yeah. You know what that is
1: right. But, but I'll, I'll tell you though. Um, you know, um, my, my baby brother, um, he, he didn't go to school and he's aspiring to be a musician. Right. And I've talked to him all right. the time, and I, I look up to him. Even right, right now, I look up to him because, you know, he has a vision as far as what he wanted to do. Right. Back then, right. I didn't. All I knew was just go to school, and, you know, you know, you had this, just yes. go to school. Right. For no reason, just go to school, go to school and get your degree. Right. Exactly. Yes. Whatever happens, happens, but just go to school. So I went right. to school aimlessly. Right. You know, I. I just went to school to go to school so I could get a degree, and then I guess you get a job after that, and I guess right. you, you know, you'll make money after that. But right. you know, it so, was just to go.
0: Right. So that in and that in of itself, right there, you know, like if you if, if we were to pause and just sort of stop right there, that in and uh-huh. of itself is a measure of, of success, right? Achieving that degree, getting that degree, getting that diploma, and for some people, you know, that is that is a huge accomplishment, and and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know, like you said you've got a younger brother who that's not necessarily his path. so I've got four kids all together, right and my youngest okay. my youngest is eight my oldest is twenty one but my baby boy mm-hmm. he's thirteen, and I feel like he's gonna be the one that that college is not for, right I feel okay. like he'll be fine like he he's talked about military or law enforcement but it's not for everyone. and It's not. I, and I think that that's kind of something else that's missed nowadays is that we, we kind of push everybody to go, hey, you got to go to school. You need to go to college. There's nothing wrong with that. But like you said, if you're going aimless, aimlessly and you don't have a plan, then why are you going?
1: Exactly. You
0: know? You know. And I, and, and I don't miss the point that there are opportunities that one – that you give yourself by going to college you have more opportunities just because you did um but for i would say is it worth the tens of thousands of dollars of debt that are going to be that could be hanging over someone's head you know once they're done if you go on scholarship that's great which i was fortunate i went on a scholarship and Mm -hmm. i still messed around and didn't finish all of my classes but um that's a lot of money to put over a young person's head. And then when they mm-hmm. come out, now they have that responsibility of paying that back, you know, but there is a measure of success that one achieves when they complete that. And there's, and there's, there's definitely something to be said for that.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I have, I have a daughter, she's seven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, you, you kind of sit and have a plan with your child. And say, okay, what do you want to be? Or what do you want to do? Or what do you like to do? Or What are your interests are? And then say, okay, if you want to do this, here's the two doing that. And it right. doesn't necessarily have to be college, right? You know, because right. like you said, our parents should say so, you know, because that's you just go to school to go to school. You know, us as parents now are a lot of but a little bit smart about it. We kind of see the you know the fact on the back end where you might have student loans because I have student loans that I right. I have to pay for right Baby girl if you want to be a dentist this is what it takes to be that exactly. you know you do have to go to school you don't have you have to go to dental school and, and things like that right. but if you don't well there's other paths you don't have you have to go to
0: right and, and and that's the beauty I think that we have um, you know you myself people our age is that we're kind of in the middle right you know, where, where after that, that generation of, you know, like you said, hey, you have to go to school. This is the way, this is the way without really explaining or um, giving a picture or a vision of why you're doing it. You know, I'm big on the why, mm-hmm. because I believe when people mm-hmm. know why they're doing something, then they will give it their all. They're, they'll put all the effort into it. But if you don't know why, then you you're not going to give your best effort. So you know, we're in a mm-hmm. place to where we can help guide our, our children and, and help them ask them, hey, what's your why? What would you like to do? And if this is what you want to do, this is the path to go and this is why. Whereas for us, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was just go to school. Go
1: it was, to school. Just go. Go to school. Just go. Right. Either either go to school or get out the house. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so tell yeah. so tell me tell me about your current career. Why why did you choose your, your current career? as a purchasing officer.
1: Okay, this is a funny story. Uh, it's kind of long, let me preface it, but it's kind of, it's, it's a funny story. So, um, I worked in a bank. I was in banking for about seven years, and I, I hated it. And um, I, um, you know, when you're aggressive look for a job, you just apply to every job that you see, you know? And uh, evidently, I applied to this job at the city of Durham. You know, it was like any other job I applied for. So uh, I got a call on a Tuesday to come to an interview. It said purchasing agent. At that time, I knew nothing about purchasing. Nothing. So I went to the job and I sat for the interview and they asked questions that were more personality type questions. You know, what would you do if you have a deadline and you have other work to do? You know questions like that and i answered to the best of my ability and i felt that was the worst view i ever had because i left the job not knowing what that job was Mm. um i went home and i told um my ex at the time i told her i said yeah um the interview was terrible they probably won't call me back vote and hold on thursday they called and they offered me the position now Nate, because I hated my job so much, I accepted it, right?
0: <laughs> you hated your job so much, you took a job you didn't know nothing about.
1: I did, I did not know, yes. So <laughs> I, told, I, gave my, I gave my note to, the, to my manager, and I said, um, yeah, I'm going to quit. And she, and she was like, okay, so what are you going to be doing? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and and I, told, I told my ex. I said, I said, um I, I'm going to get a new job. She's like, oh, what are you going to be doing? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, because I hated my job. <laughs> it's because I hated my job so much. I took the job. And, I, and, and, and that, that was something that I'm very proud of myself was because I told myself, I'm going to get this job. I don't know what it is, but I will do, I will give it my all.
0: Right.
1: I will give it my all. So that was six years ago. Right. I came in fresh-faced fresh right. in purchasing, not knowing anything. And fast forward six years later, I'm a director of purchasing. So, you know, it's something that I'm proud of. But yeah, that's that's how I got in purchasing. So it was le- just a shock. Let
0: me ask you this: so that 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 brings up something I'm curious about. So, what was it that? Get, and I don't want to give away the answer to the question, but what gave you the confidence to go and even apply for something that you knew before applying for it, that you had no prior experience? What was it that 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 led you to believe that this is something that I can do?
1: Nate, I, I'll be honest with you. There is no secret sauce in it. I resume bombed because I had my job. You know, I would have done anything. I'll tell you, I could get construction. And, I, and it, it was, I knew that I'll be successful the next job that I get, as long as it's not banking, because I was just through with it. Right. So it was just by a shot that, that you know, they get a chance to, to, to get in purchasing.
0: But, but I told not, myself, I said, look. But but something in you though you you just said it you said I knew that it didn't matter what it was that nope. I was what so what was it that 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 was inside of you that gave you that confidence to say no matter no matter what it is now it could be that you were just so you know unpleased with your current situation that you were willing to do anything. Facts.
1: Yes, in- I was. <laughs> I was. I was, but 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 um muse <laughs> my muse has always been my daughter, you know. Oh. She's seven and she was about one when when I did it and I did a better life for her. Right. And you know, it was it was something that just sparked in me when she was born and I said, Oh man, I gotta I gotta feed her. I gotta be the best I can be for her. Right, right. You know? Right. So she was being my muse. Yeah. She was always been the reason yeah. I keep doing what I do. But yeah, right. and, I, 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 and that the question you asked: How did I get into purchasing? Purchasing chose me. I, I did not. I never <laughs> knew of purchasing before I, I, I applied for that So that was always crazy when I tell people that story. Yeah, that's
0: but that's that's awesome though because in 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 kind of my studying and my reading um, on success and and people that that you know I kind of see that. Um, that are doing well, the quote-unquote experts say you have to have a why. If you don't have a why, if you don't have a driving force, then you won't achieve success. So your why was your baby girl. That, yeah, if it were not for her, you would not have had the, the courage to step out of your comfort zone, um, even though you disliked where you were. But well, you were determined, I've got, to, mm-hmm. I've got to do for her, and that was your why. That was your mm-hmm. push, you know? So, so mm-hmm. you went from six years ago, someone coming from the banking industry, not knowing anything about purchasing, to now being the mm-hmm. director of purchasing at UNC TV. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just going to pause a little bit, just so that people can, can, can kind of just think about that. Six years ago, this young man was in the banking industry, knew nothing about purchasing. Because he knew he had a daughter that he wanted to be the best version of himself for, he stepped into a new career. And six years later, I don't know much about purchasing, but if your title is director of purchasing, that probably says you're somewhere near the top. Of the uh the the food the food chain or the totem pole when it comes to that particular expertise in terms of purchasing six years how in the world did. did you get from zero to director in six years? How did you achieve that level of success?
1: You know um it, the one thing it, the one the couple of things I think about is the belief in myself you know i always saw myself in that position and and nothing was going to stop me from being in that position um i i used to have a um, vision board that that said hey this is the plan and this is what i'm going to do and i'll take the necessary steps to do it you know work hard um certifications and 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 you know just be diligent and, and, and my goal, you know and, and, and yes, you say, six years later, um, I'm a director, but I have goals that I'm going to achieve six years from now, you know, that I'm still um, um, to do. Absolutely. Um, my why is always my Yes, my, my wife is always my daughter, and you know we have conversations, and she'll ask me how many toys I have I grew up in from Liberia, I'm from Nigeria. I'm like, I didn't have any toys. Right. So we used to sleep on the concrete, you right. know, and the right. measure of success to me is is providing um your your children what you never had. Right. That's all in my, my my why and that's always been the reason. So anything any experience she can have, anything to have, you know, that I didn't have, kinda of my, live my childhood through. You know, it's 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 amazing. So, right. but yeah, yeah, it's just just work yeah. hard at it. Work hard, and then
0: you you know I, I wrote down here vision, you know, um, vision. If 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 you if you look at anybody who's achieved anything, it all started with a thought. It all started with a vision. You mentioned um, a vision board, and, and you know. I, I think that you know every year around New Year, we hear about people doing vision board parties and things like that. But I, I don't want our, our guests to, to think that it's understated or overstated how important it is to have a vision. In order for anyone to achieve success, you must first have a vision of success. You must first see yourself at that place before you can even begin to get there. We can look all around us at all of the things in Marvel at. I mean, I'm in the car business, so you know I see cars all the time, but if we think back, there was a time when automobiles were not a thing, right? And it was horse-drawn carriages, but someone had a vision that we could transport ourselves and things better than that, and now we have electric cars you know um i think about airplanes i always think about the wright brothers they had a vision that hey we can go further than our cars and our horses can take us we can probably fly they had a vision and it's very important that that we understand that you know in 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 the bible or the the quran or whatever book of belief that some people may read I promise you somewhere in there, it talks about having a vision and how important it is to have a vision and, and without a vision, you, there is no success. So um, I totally agree with you on that. Um, now, what do you do on a daily basis? Like, is there, is there, do you have like a success routine? Is there, um, do, do you have a pattern or something that you do every day so that, um, you know, you can make sure that you're staying on top of your game, that you're you're hitting your targets, that you know, you're, you're achieving the things that you want to achieve. What do you do daily to ensure success?
1: Um, First is just, you know, do an honest assessment of yourself and say, um, where, where am I and what am I doing? And what, what have I been doing? Does it work? And how can I change what my habits to get where I need to get? Um, You know, a lot of people, wouldn't recognize whether it's you know physically or not of uh, of me you know the last three or five years because i had to change my habits to be where i want to be i was the most introverted person i really didn't talk to a lot of people and and you know i was shy about connecting with folks and one thing i'll tell a lot of people and let a lot of people know this date is um first of all i'm always available to extend a hand to talk to anybody that that you know you know, for, for mentorship or whatnot. And two is, in my experience, I've found that a lot of African-Americans will reach out to the younger folk or people that are inspired or people that want to, um, you know, um, seek advice or get ahead. That's been my experience. Everybody I've reached to African-Americans, they've always, you know, helped me. I can say I did this for myself, but, you know, I've had great mentors along the way that assisted me. And, you know, I'm always want to, um, you know, um, pay it forward and, and be there for anybody, guardians for that. Um, yeah. But always seek that. And, and, and um, it's, it's amazing how much you can do, you know, if you assess yourself monthly, you know, say I want to make a connection with at least the director of purchasing. Well, I want to go lunch with a purchasing director and see what they do on their daily basis. If that's your, you know, it's just sexual, that's your goal. Um, like I said, people will reach out to you. They'll talk to you because, you know, your success is everybody's success.
0: Right. Right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to, to have some, some, you know, some sort of routine. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, making the assessment and asking yourself those questions, you know, we can very easily get caught up in our day-to-day activities. And for you know, mm-hmm. we can go a month, two months, three months without taking that self-evaluation. Um, you know, I, I was talking to a couple of guys earlier mm-hmm. before you and I got on. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I struggle with is that daily routine and having the discipline to to, to do those set of things. You know, for me, my daily routine is supposed to look like get up early, exercise. Do at least fifteen minutes of training, and that's like you know sales training, um, and and, and um, get my follow up done. Oh, r- writing down my goals. See, I, I can't even remember my routine. That's how bad it is. But so, uh-huh. but before before COVID nineteen hit, you know my routine was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm up at five o'clock. I go play basketball at five thirty in the morning. I get done. I get to work early, usually by eight eight fifteen. We don't open till nine. So I'm getting my follow-up and everything done, but since COVID-19 hit, like I'm feeling myself, you know, waking up later. You know, I'm not sticking to that routine, and now I'm feeling sluggish because I'm not exercising. Um, and, and you know, I, I want to express to our guests how, um, or to our listeners, how important it is that you have to develop some sort of routine uh, in mm-hmm. order to ensure that you're going to achieve success. And when you talk about having that assessment. Whether it's a monthly assessment or a weekly assessment, you've got to set the time aside to sit down and ask yourself those questions that you just said. Ru. Like you got to ask those questions: Where am I on my goals? What do I need to do? What do I need to change? You know, what do I need to start doing in order to to get to where I want to be? You know, so that's that's awesome. So, you know, you're you're a young man. You're 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 not forty yet, are you? Forty. Forty. Are you? I'm 40. I hit 40. Yes. Oh,
1: man. So, true I'm story. Old,
0: so, true mm-hmm. story. I'll be 42 in May. Just last year, okay. I stopped telling people that I was 29. I've been telling people I was 29 for like 10 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I embrace it. You know, I embrace it. I, I'm I'm happy. Oh. I'm 40. You know, as long as you don't look forty, that's what that's what matters. You know, man. you can tell them man as long as you don't look like look like
0: it. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm twenty nine. I'm twenty nine. You know, and finally, I was like, man, let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. But what what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, like if if you could turn back the hands of time, if if you could go back to you know m- maybe when when you're graduating from high school, or maybe back further than that. I mean, for me, I think high school is, is that big, that, that huge time, that real big differential time frame in our lives where, you know, mm-hmm. big decisions that made, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Oh my goodness. I'll tell him a lot. But one thing, um, I will tell him is to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had the courage to, um, you know, step outside my comfort zone until, Nate, six years ago. Right. You know, I I, I never did. I was, um, you know, I kind of played, played close to the curve. Um, I never took chances. I never took a risk. I never put myself out there.
0: Um, you said risk. You would tell yourself to, to take, well, you didn't necessarily tell yourself to take the risk, but you said one thing you didn't do was take risks. Um, I find that to be, very true. And I find it to be something that uh, if people really understood what that means, that they would do it more often. Now, of course, it doesn't mean, you know, go out here, step in front of a car. It, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean do something silly, but mm-hmm. it really what it, to me, what it means is when there's an opportunity, you take the risk to seize the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and for you, the opportunity was applying for a job that you really didn't know anything about. You took the risk, you applied Mm -hmm. for the job and now look what has transpired since. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of times when people take, if you take the risk, you will find there will be a reward,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, there is no reward without taking the risk. If you want to look at it that way, if you Mm -hmm. want the reward, you've got to take the risk. And, you know, I, I feel that there are countless people that wake up every day and they're hating their jobs. They're hating mm-hmm. their lives. I was there. Um, they're, they're, they're in situations that they're absolutely unhappy in. However, they are unwilling to take the risk for the mm-hmm. potential reward of having mm-hmm. a better life, of, of having, you know, like, like the subtitle says in the podcast, of having a better version of yourself. Um, For me, those risks, my risks have come a lot of times not because I wanted Mm -hmm. it, it's because I was pushed to a point. Mm -hmm. So at that, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to do something. So I took a risk. You know, I didn't know anything about Mm -hmm. selling cars. As a matter of fact, I I was always afraid of selling. Um, I was in retail for 17 years before I got in the car business and I took a risk. One day I left my retail job on my lunch break. And went down to the car dealership and did an interview on my lunch break and said, you know what? I'm gonna try this. Because I was like, hey, if I can sell a wash and dryer at HH Gregg and make two or four dollars selling a wash and dryer set, certainly I can I can make hundreds of dollars potentially selling a vehicle. And that's the reason why I took the risk to get into the car business. But you know, that for me, I was like I was saying, I was forced to take the risk. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was in a situation where, you know, really I wasn't making the money that I needed to make to take care of my family. And I left, you know, the job on my lunch break and went to interview at the car dealership. And next, you know, here I am. But had I not taken that risk, even before that, even, you know, I took a risk leaving Durham to come to Hickory, North Carolina to to manage a store in the middle of nowhere that I didn't know anything about. But had I not taken that risk, I never would have had the opportunity to do what I'm doing now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's really propelled me to do so many other things uh, because I took that chance. I took that risk. So you know, definitely, it, you know, if, if you're and, listening, taking that risk.
1: And, and I, I will say, you know, during those six years, I, I I'm not trying to paint you know a rosy picture. You know, there have been demotions, suspension. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Job rejections, countless job reject- rejections, yeah. um, write-ups, and, you know, there's been a lot of that, but that yeah. did not stop, you know. So, so, so I'm not trying to paint, paint, paint a rosy picture. I went through all hey, that. Listen, you
0: know? brother, I understand. I uh-huh. totally understand. You know, um, I'm in the car business because ultimately after three years with, with a company, um, they fired me because they said I wasn't developing fast enough. How did it take you three years to figure out somebody is in development fast enough? Me, when I was a manager, it didn't take me three years to figure out I had an employee that just won't go cut it. I knew it in the first two weeks.
1: Uh
0: Right? But it took them three years to figure out. I was like, okay. But at the same same token, this same company, after four months with the company, they gave me a store. I was supposed to be in training. After four months, oh, you're doing so well. We're going to give you a store. But then... Mm -hmm down the line. So I totally understand what you mean by it's not all roses, but oh. the the beauty in it, the beauty in, in it is the journey. And the, yes. the the beauty in it is the challenges that are gonna come and how you overcome those challenges. And to oh. me that's that's more of the success than anything else. Because the challenges yeah. are gonna come. It you know the, mm-hmm. the challenge is going to come, but how are you going to handle that? How are you going to deal with it? You know, so that's mm-hmm. that's
1: awesome. So to, you, know, you know the funny thing, yeah. So the funny thing is, um, um, we were driving out today, and we drove to a bank that I used to work. At. I'm not going to name the name, and um, I just I took myself back to that place. And I could not imagine that person being this person, you know. Right. But I definitely appreciated that journey, right. you know, the valleys and peaks to where I am now. But I told um, the person I would, I said, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine working there now. Right. So, but, but the struggle that it took to get there has been awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely so um w- w- another thing that you know I feel is part of this this recipe for achieving success is is reading you know um some time ago, uh, you know I, I heard someone say that um the the true wealth or, or or wealth is found in books um there's 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 one book that um that I read that started me down this whole path of um self-improvement or, or, um, or, or leadership training, or, um, and I don't want to say motivational because it's really not, it's, it's more than motivational for you to have, um, sustained success is more than being motivated because motivation only lies for a short period of time. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the book by Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad, was kind of the book that started it all for me. Um, it's a very easy book to read. Uh, I personally am a slow reader. I always have been. So physically reading is not my thing, but I have an audible collection with hundreds of books in it. yeah, okay, me too. I
1: listen to. Me too.
0: Right? And, yep. and I feel like that's been part of, of my ability to do what I've been doing. Um, what books? What book or books have been most influential in in, in your journey?
1: Well, to me is 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 Forty Eight Laws of Power. Yes. Um, it it it's helped me with dealing with different type of folk and 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 just navigating the way through that. And and Nate, as you know, you meet different people. With different sets of um, personalities, right, and you have this snapshot of what they are and just how to to deal with it, right, and help um, me immensely with just navigating just different type of personalities mm-hmm. and 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 you know doing what you want to do because you know top tell, folk, you know, you can be qualified all you want to, but it it just comes down to if somebody personally likes you or not, right, and, you know. And they can be the doorstop in and you getting where you need to go. So that's true. That's that's helped me. Yeah, that has helped me a lot with just just um, I I I use this word managing people. Um, it helped me it's helped me managing people and and still doing what you need to do as far as progressing your career.
0: Right. Now you talk about managing people. How important have you found that skill, that ability, that that um that wherewithal of managing people and i know what you mean by managing people uh you know being able to Mm -hmm. effectively communicate and 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 navigate and and interact with key people within your sphere how how important Mm -hmm. has that been um in, in your journey
1: um with with me it's important because not all people are are alike. And and you know you have to kind of morph into whatever how can I put this? Um whatever you, you cause it's real quick. You get this snapshot, you get this snapshot of a person, and then you have to quickly adapt, not really change who you are to the core, but kind of stroke their ego and 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 adapt, you kind of get what you want and maybe it's vice versa. It's still I don't think you have enough time to 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 get into, but it's something that's very important. Once you have that skill, it will help you immensely um go on what you need to do. And then I manage people too. And right. I've used that in, in my approach, to managing people, and I've had lifetime experience because I've been younger brothers, you know right. so i've I've been managing all my life but but it is that skill of you know you know definitely being respectful, but it's also um empowering um folk people and then working with them to get the job done.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've in, in 17 years in retail, uh, absolutely the ability and the skill to manage people and understand people, understand the different personalities um, was key to, mm-hmm. to me being able to sort of move up through the ranks there. Um, so I, I, I get it. Um, so, I-